welcome into the Roto Lounge. It's your boy Brad Starks and the NFL Draft Combine is coming up. The best time of the year for us Dynasty gamers. We're looking forward to seeing these prospects who might be on our fantasy teams moving forward. Wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, tight ends. This is an exciting day like Christmas morning for me anyways. Been to the Combine a few times. Always looking forward to the Combine. And for me who does film and analytics, the Combine matters a tremendous amount. I plug in 40-yard times, height, weight, vertical, broad jumps, BMI. A lot of these things matter for my model and helps me paint a picture of what these running backs and wide receivers can be at the next level, how they compare to past players, and helps me identify who I'm going to target in my drafts. Because when you go into fantasy drafts, you need to have a plan. Don't just draft players. Know who's available. You want them. You don't want them. Plan on trying to move those draft picks. Execute a plan. That's how you're successful in dynasty drafts. And we're going to talk about the running backs tonight. Talk about the new model I've created. But before we get into that, it's time to pop some bourbon. Uh, We'll talk about these running backs. Tonight I'm going to have some 1792 foolproof. But this is a single barrel select picked from the Cincinnati bourbon club that I'm in. And I'm going to pop it for you and we're going to drink. So, Now 1792 is a Barton product. I don't know the age statement on this, but it comes in at 125 proof. A hot one. Um, But initially on the nose, this thing is a banana taffy bomb. Smells just like you opened up a pack of Laffy Taffy banana. And man, it smells like banana, caramel, oak. Just some really good flavors popping on this thing. Let's go for the palate. Oh, on the nose or on the palate, banana as well, brown sugar, a little bit of heat, a nice Kentucky hug. Wow, this thing is really good. Now, I've opened it before. It's sat for a while, so it's kind of opened up now. Very enjoyable. I like this one. Um, 1792 foolproof. If you can find it at the store, I'm not quite sure how this compares to a a shelfer, but this is pretty decent. that banana, that banana note is very strong on this one. So if you like that, see if at a bar has it. You can probably get a nice pour for seven, ten bucks. See if it's something that you like. This one's pretty good. This one is definitely pretty good. It cost me about fifty bucks through the club. So I'd imagine that on the shelf they're about fifty bucks. So here's to you. Cheers. All right, now you haven't heard from me for a while. I've been doing a lot of grinding in the background. Most of the information that I have will go to the patrons first, if not only to the patrons. I did a uh, podcast for them about the wide receivers and my wide receiver model. So if you're interested in those behind-the-scenes type information, my ranks are only going to go to the patrons until after the, uh, the drafts. Once the fantasy drafts have taken place, You know, I'll put my receipts on Twitter and talk about what my rankings are but to be prepared for your dynasty draft 
If you want my rankings, uh, you'll have to go to the Patreon account. It is patreon.com backslash rotolounge. Uh, as little as $2 a month, uh, you can get access to the Discord, any posts that I make on, on the channel. Join the Whiskey Club. We enjoy uh, having some happy hour Zooms now and again, drinking some whiskey, talking in the Discord about each other's fantasy teams, as well as maybe some whiskey that we're looking for. So not everybody drinks whiskey, uh, but if you do and you like fantasy football, join us, patreon.com backslash rotolounge. So we've talked about the receivers I'm doing the Roto Lounge podcast. We're going to talk about the running backs. And I'm excited about the running backs because I have a pretty good model, I feel like, for the wide receivers. My running back model needs some tweaking. Uh, so I've been tweaking it this offseason. And we're going to roll with it this year. And I'll kind of talk to you about what it shows. And this model is similar to the wide receiver model where I have several different analytic metrics that I'm going to have to use. And some of those, just just for example, are breakout age, you know, their average dominator, their PPR points per game in college, uh, some of their career rushing stats, team attempts, team yards, team touchdowns, percentages, what they're getting uh, based on what they're doing for their teams, their you know their average yards per team attempt, things like that. But what is going to be important is filling in the combine metrics, okay? Just like my wide receiver model, it's going to have the players that it thinks is a top 5, a top 12, and a top 24 wide receiver, but we don't have the clear picture yet until we get the combine measurables because history shows us small, light wide receivers have not been successful. Big, slow receivers have not been successful. There are things that have shown us in the past that they might look good on tape when they're playing against you know, inferior competition. That doesn't always translate to the NFL. So we can't just put on the tape and say, wow, this guy looked great against Kansas State. Well, nobody from Kansas State is going to the NFL. So that's probably not a very good way of identifying if a player is going to be good at the NFL level. So what my models do is they track the past and what what is the form of a successful elite wide receiver running back whatever position you're referring to and how does that compare to the incoming prospects how do they compare to that and you know it kind of paints a picture of who these players might be now clearly things happen right we can't measure you know what's between the ears we can't measure their desire to be great we can't measure what happens when a, a player gets money fame all these things can change a player direction right to me, Sammy Watkins is a clear example. In college, Sammy Watkins was amazing in college. When he came to the NFL, <clears throat> he's clearly stated he stayed up every night till 4 in the morning, drank, smoked weed, didn't take it serious, just balled out on his athletic traits, right? Just his pure athleticism, his elite traits. But once the injury started hitting him, his body was not prepared for it, right? Tom Brady says, if you want to be successful in this league, you've got to take care of your body. That means eating right, practicing, training, sleeping. You can't get sidetracked with all the extracurricular stuff outside of the the you know the sport that a lot of these players do with the gambling and the games and the the drinking and the partying and things like that, the strip clubs. Like if you want a great player, they need to focus on the right things. And some of these guys really do. And some of these talented players, they don't. 
So we can't take that into consideration. But what the model can do is paint a picture of who it thinks has the athletic and production of an elite wide receiver or running back. And if they put it all together, they can be successful. So I compare that, I combine that with film watching and kind of identify, do some research on the player, try to find interviews, anything that I can do to kind of identify maybe what type of player this is outside of those lines and see if they got their head screwed on straight and things like that. So the running back model has running backs all the way back from 2001. And I'm going to kind of go through some of those players. I'm going to give you some names of some players starting back in 2001 that have hit my model, my new running back model. Now, I think what this model is trying to identify is really elite level players, not your Isaiah Pacheco's, not your James Robinson's, guys that kind of come out of nowhere, maybe have a good season, two good seasons, you know, your Michael Carter's, your Damian Pierce's, like the model is not identifying those players. What the model is identifying are your Ladanian Tomlinson's, your Jonathan Taylor's, your Christian McCaffrey's, the players that are elite and consistently elite. So if a player doesn't make this model, I don't think I'm going to excuse them altogether. Like my wide receiver model, if you don't make it, I'm basically excusing you because it ranks top five, top 12, top 24, which is basically a wide receiver two. If you're outside of wide receiver two, I don't really want you. This model here, this running back model, really identifies the elite of the elite, what the model thinks like this guy is going to be tremendous. You should definitely have him on your dynasty team. And then we have to hope the landing spot is correct. The volume is correct. You know, everything's got to kind of line up for these players. All right. So let's go over some names early on. And I'm going to tell you the names that kind of hit the model. And I can't tell you really right now who is not on the model. So maybe you can identify that based on what year. But if you start back in 2001, three running backs hit the model. Deuce McAllister, LaDainian Tomlinson, Travis Henry. Right. Travis Henry became a bust. I think he had like 12 children or something like he had a lot of things going on outside of work, outside of the, the football field. But Deuce McAllister, LaDainian Tomlinson became really good players. You know, I'll just kind of name some guys and we won't talk about what happened to them. You know, 2002, though, William Green, right? William Green hit the model out of Boston College. Uh, I believe he was a first round rookie running back. High hopes for him. It just didn't work out. Went to Cleveland, a bad franchise. A lot of things happened there, but the model said he had the talent to be successful. It just didn't work out, right? Here's some other names I'm going to go down. 2002, Clinton Portis, Deshaun Foster, Larry Johnson. 2003, uh, Willis McGahee, Chris Perry didn't work out. 2004, Steven Jackson. 2005, Frank Gore. 2006, Joseph Fadai, D'Angelo Williams, Lawrence Maroney, Maurice Jones-Drew. 2007, Adrian Peterson and Marshawn Lynch. I mean, it's it's really only filtering out a few running backs. It's not the whole class. Like in 2007, I don't even know how many running backs came out, but this model only said the running backs that we should look at is Adrian Peterson and Marshawn Lynch. And I think that's pretty accurate, right? 2008, Jamal Charles, Chris Johnson, Felix Jones, Ray Rice, Darren McFadden, Kevin Smith. That one didn't work out as much. 
Matt Forte, we'll talk about him a little later. Steve Slayton had a great rookie season, fell off. 2009, Chris Beanie Wells, Noshawn Moreno, LaShawn McCoy. 2010, the only one was Ryan Matthews. He didn't necessarily pan out, but he was an elite-type running back uh, prospect. 2011, DeMarco Murray, Ryan Williams. He had two ACL injuries. 2012, Doug Martin, David Wilson. He broke his neck. 2013, Eddie Lacy, Le'Veon Bell, Monte Ball, Giovanni Bernard. Like Those guys didn't all become studs. However, Le'Veon Bell did. You know, and, and we can take shots on some of those players, or we can watch film and say, you know what, the model likes them, but I don't necessarily like them. So you can exclude them, or depending on where you're going to draft them, decide how you value those players. But as we get closer to where we are now, some of these names start becoming really relevant. Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley, Zeke Elliott, Derrick Henry, Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, James Conner, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, Rashad Penny, David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs. I mean, you get the point, right? So some of the previous class in 2022, it had three running backs. Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Rashad White. It doesn't put them in any order. That's going to be based on our rankings. And actually last year, I had Brees Hall number one, Kenneth Walker number two, and I had Rashad White number three. A lot of people were hyping you know, um, Isaiah Spiller and, and Kyron Williams and some of these other cats. They didn't hit the model, right? And some of this is based on combine. Some of this is based on based on their college production. But this tells us who has that prototypical size production, all the things we're looking for in elite running back. So only three running backs last year, the model said we should have targeted. We shouldn't target James Cook. Now, is he going to pan out? I don't know. It didn't say target uh, Damian uh, Pierce. Um, it didn't say target Isaiah Pacheco. Right, So some of these players that aren't on the model, maybe we take flyers on them. And I will tell you one thing. One thing that I've learned, and you always got to improve your process year over year. Some of these players that don't hit the model, like I didn't care for Isaiah Pacheco. I didn't care for James Robinson. You know, some of these running backs. And I said, you know, I was like, fade these players. They're not going to be good. And maybe in the long term, they're not going to be good. However... My boy Dan in one of our leagues just flipped Isaiah Pacheco in the one-two for like Derrick Henry and two number ones, right? I don't believe Isaiah Pacheco is going to be anything. I don't know how you feel about him, but the fact that he was a seventh-round pick, you probably got him in drafts at really good value. The opportunity was there. You flip him for a higher pick, a greater return. So this year, I'm going to try more to focus on those guys that maybe we don't think is going to be long-term. But based on situation, they could pan out and create trade value for us. Shout out, Dan. That's the way you get return on investment. That's how you win Dynasty Leagues. Get them, man. I mean, you did a terrific job there. So if some players don't hit the model, but they're getting hype or they're getting like, you know, I may say, well, maybe we should target those players as trade bait, right? You take a chance. Maybe you hit. Maybe you miss. That's just how the dice rolls, right? But if we're focusing on guys we want to build our team around, it's going to be these guys in the model. If they don't pan out year one, we'll still hold on to them because I feel like they probably have the potential to eventually get it. Like in Williams Green case, William Green's case, he didn't. Some running backs just don't pan out. But I think we should take the chance on these players, use high draft capital, secure them, put them on our dynasty rosters. We'll develop our ranks 
based on who's on this model and kind of go from there. So before 2022, in 2021, it had two running backs, Travis Etienne and Najee Harris. Javante Williams isn't on there. Michael Carter isn't on there. Some of these players that people were hyping, you know, I wasn't a real big fan of Javante Williams. He really surprised me his first year in the league, and a lot of people bumped him up to like a top five dynasty running back. And it's, an un- it's unfortunate that he got injured. We don't know what he would have became. Similar to Cam Akers, right? In 20, let's say in 2019, 2020, Cam Akers was on the list. J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, A.J. Dillon, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Those players were on the list as or in the model as potential studs. No Clyde Edwards-Alaire. There's no Antonio Gibson. Some of these players that maybe have done good, we've hyped, but maybe they're just not, they don't have the longevity to be NFL stars. And, you know, injuries can take away from potential of these running backs. So we can't factor in injuries, right? Brees Hall's been injured. Travis Etienne was injured. Javante Williams is injured now. Cam Akers is injured. J.K. Dobbins is injured. And we'll talk about those injuries. And and that's kind of why we don't want to invest too much into these running backs because those knee injuries happen for running backs. They just have the ball so much that it opens the door for those injuries. But let's talk about the 2023 running backs. Who's on the model? what I've seen on tape, and what the model thinks, okay? And then there's going to be a running back on here that I'm I'm not too familiar with that I've done some research on. I'm going to edit that piece out because that's going to be only for the patrons. I'm going to re-release this episode for the patrons, and it's going to have a running back on there. And I'll go ahead and talk about that running back first so I can go ahead and take it out of the, out of the podcast. So I'm going to talk about this running back. And then I'll edit it out, and I'll be back to talk about the rest of the running backs. All right? So I'll see you in a bit. Cheers. All right, I'm back. We just talked about that player. We're going to keep our eyes on him, see what he does at the Combine, see where he gets drafted. Even if he doesn't get drafted, we're going to have our eyes on him. Because Isaiah Pacheco is not on the, on the um, model. James Robinson is not on the model. Damian Pierce isn't on the model. And this is a player that I have not heard at all on anything um you know it's not guys like ty j spears who's actually on the model we'll talk about him in a minute but this is a guy that i haven't heard anything about so i went and watched some film on him so i'm sure i'll have tweets about him but just know the patrons get the inside information this class revolves around Bijan robinson okay so we're going over the players on the model. Bijan Robinson's on the model, okay? It doesn't give us the order, but we know from watching film who these players are. The model has no idea who Bijan Robinson is compared to, you know, Jameer Gibbs, right? It has no idea. It's just saying this guy is a stud, right? So when you watch Bijan Robinson, we talk about let's talk about their film because we don't know their combine and all this good stuff. Bijan Robinson to me is Saquon Barkley. He is Ladanian Tomlinson. He is Ricky Williams. He is the elite of the elite running backs that enter the NFL. Okay. Bijan Robinson is quick enough to get to the outside. He's strong enough to get between the tackles. He's quick enough to make you miss one on one. He's strong enough to stiff arm you into the dirt. 
he can catch a ball like a wide receiver. He has the contact balance to get hit, keep his balance, keep moving. To me, he has the speed to outrun. To me, he has deceptive, deceptive speed, right? Last year, we talked about Brees Hall. On film, to me, Brees Hall looked like he was running a 4-4. But there was a lot of evaluators that were like, nah, he's like 4-5, right? <clears throat> Brees Hall had deceptive speed. He had gears he could change. Very rarely did Brees Hall really even seem like he needed to use his top-end speed. He, he was so quick, and he made it look so easy that a lot of people didn't think he was fast. Right, I think Bijan's the same way. I think Bijan's going to come in under four five, four four nine, four four eight, and I think that you know he's really going to surprise a lot of people with his speed. But Bijan Robinson is the elite of the elite. He can do everything. He can pass block. He can catch out of the backfield. He can make people miss. He can. He's got great vision. I mean, he's everything that you want in a running back. Right? Clearly, the best running back in this class to me. Okay, I think that's pretty much consensus when you talk about this running back class and B. John robinson is potentially the best prospect we've seen since saquon barkley um you know john the taylor a lot of people didn't think he was better than clyde Edwards or um and he proved a lot of people wrong but i think there's a lot of people that believe Bijan is the best in the class and i don't think there's really much comparison in most people's eyes but let's talk about the injuries, right? And I talked about the injuries that have happened to running backs over the years. Brees Hall last year went down with an ACL. Javante Williams, Travis Etienne, Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins. I mean, there's so many running backs that go down with these injuries. I want to make sure that you don't sell the farm to get Bijan Robinson. Yes, Bijan Robinson, in my opinion, is going to be great at the NFL. He's going to be elite, okay? Zeke Elliott was great at the NFL. He was elite for like three years, the best running back in the league. But injuries happen. Running backs get older. You don't want to sell the farm for one player. You want to build a really good team, a really good dynasty team with depth. Because when injuries hit, you want to make sure you have those players that you can fill up into those rosters and you not miss a beat as far as winning your fantasy games. So you can't sell picks and depth and all this for one player. Christian McCaffrey is a great example. Jonathan Taylor is a great example, right? People sell the farm to get these players, three number ones, four number ones, two number ones in a player. And then what happens when that running back gets injured? You don't have any depth on your team. You don't have anybody to pick up the slack, and you basically lost your season. So don't do that. Don't get the FOMO, the fear of missing out. Bijan's going to be great. Enjoy Bijan as a player, as a football fan. You don't have to have him on your dynasty team. If you're you're crushing your league and, and you know year over year, and you're just playing inferior competition, and you know you have the best team, feel free to overpay. Have Bijan. It's fun, right? If you're in a competitive league, right, and you're playing with a bunch of sharp players. Don't overpay for Bijan Robinson. Stay tight, right? Stick to where you're at. Build your team. Build depth. You will be fine. If Bijan Robinson gets injured, then you can go after him, maybe pay less. 
I had some patrons. I told the patrons in the offseason, target Saquon Barkley. People are valuing, valuing him at a second-round, third-round value. He is a top-five fantasy running back. A lot of the fantasy football community is what have you done for me lately type mentality. So if somehow Bijan gets injured or he misses some time, you could jump on that. Then you could get him at a decent value and ride, ride him out for his career. Okay, But what I'm telling you now is even though he's going to be, in my opinion, the best running back in this class, he could be surprised. Somebody else could come up and be the best running back. He could get injured. Things could happen. So don't. Don't mortgage your future for one player, no matter how good he looks. Do not mortgage your future on one player because I'm going to help you identify other running backs that you can get and be just as good by keeping your picks and building your roster, building your your you know the, the backups, the depth, the bench, so that if an injury does happen in your starting lineup, you have the players that you can fill in and be successful. Okay, So Bijan is the number one running back in this class. Without a doubt, in my opinion, and you know, if, if I have the 101, which I don't have the 101 in any drafts, you know, but he would clearly be the number one for me. Running back on this model, and for me, he's the number two running back in this class is Jameer Gibbs. And when I watched Jameer Gibbs back at Georgia Tech in Alabama, exceptional, exceptional running back. He has what Brees Hall has in what I call the gears, right? He can get up to top speed. He can throttle down. He can, on a dime, speed back up like a race car, man. He can just, he can change gears, throw defenders off. They, you know, the element of surprise, they think they got him. He changed, he's, you know, increases that gear another level, runs past, you know, these defenders. Just an incredible, incredible player. Super fast, super fast. There were reports that Jameer Gibbs was the fastest player on the Alabama team. Not just the running backs, not just the receivers, faster than the defensive backs, faster than everybody on the team. Jameer Gibbs probably is going to go to the combine and run a 4-3, 4-4-40, blow it away. I mean, people if people aren't saying he's the number two running back now, I'm sure after the combine people are going to be like, yes, he's the number two running back in this class. Crazy fast, explosive. Elite hands, super quick feet, has the speed to get to the outside. He's probably going to come in at six foot, 200 pounds, which is great. It's great. When I watch him on tape, to me, he looks like Dalvin Cook. You know, some people say he's Alvin Kamara. He looks like Alvin Kamara on tape, right? The way he contours his body and he moves and he's shifty he looks like alvin kamara right that, that's for sure to me he looks like dalvin cook right but the knock on jameer gibbs is maybe he's not a three down back right deandre swift is not a three down back i think jameer gibbs is better than deandre swift we don't need a three down back alvin kamara is not a three down back and alvin kamara has been talked about as a top you know, 10 top five fantasy running back for the past several seasons, splitting time with Mark Ingram in New Orleans. Jameer Gibbs, he's a leak receiver. So what that means is for PPR leagues, he is going to be outstanding. His receptions are going to make up for his yardage, make up for his touchdowns, but he's going to be the kind of player that can make any play, score from anywhere on the field. They can line him up, line him up at wide receiver, you know, he can do draws. He can do everything that you ask a running back to do.
He might need to improve a little bit on his pass blocking, but a lot of you know rookie running backs have to do that. A lot of prospects have to improve their pass blocking. He'll get there. To me, this class is Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, and then you talk about, all right, let's organize the rest of the draft. Who do we want? But if you have pick 101, 102, no matter if it's super flex, no matter if it's a three-quarterback league, I don't give a damn what it is. If you have pick 101, you're taking B. John Robinson. If you have pick 102, you're taking Jameer Gibbs. That's my opinion. And I've looked at the wide receivers. I looked at the running backs. But right now, as I'm sitting in this chair, one day before the NFL Combine, Jameer Gibbs is the 102. And I don't really expect that to change because I don't think any receiver is going to really surprise us to make us feel like they deserve to be the 102. And I don't think any quarterback in this class deserves to be the 102, even in Superflex. Even in Superflex. I want Jameer Gibbs. I want B. John Robinson. We got our quarterbacks a few years ago with Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. We're not worried about quarterbacks. We want the running backs, and we're going to build around those guys. All right. Number three, and this isn't really in any order. But I'll go by just another guy on the list, and that's Tank Bigsby. And I really like Tank Bigsby, but the more I watch Tank Bigsby, the more I'm worried about he's not special, right? I think he's good, right? He played for Auburn. The offensive line isn't that great. You know, he made some good plays. They rode him. He was like the best player on the team, right? But I don't see a special running back. And I, I don't I don't think it's going to come back to haunt me saying that. I think he's good. I don't think he's special. Uh, I think he could be a decent running back. I think he's a Miles Sanders player. I think he's a poor man Aaron Jones type player. You know, what is his pass blocking like? Can he be a three down back? When I watch him on tape, I think he's got really good vision. I think he's got quick feet. I think he's got really good speed, adequate speed. I don't think he's elite speed. I think it's good speed. But when he goes to the NFL, if he has a really good offensive line, I think he's going to be really good because Auburn didn't do really much for him. He did a lot, but when they did block for him, he was he was really good when he found those holes. So I think if he goes to an offense, and he's not going to go to San Francisco, but an offense that has a really good offensive line that can create holes, I think he's going to be good. <clears throat> I was very high on him for a while, just kind of watching his tape over and over and over again. I just don't see that special player. I think he's good. I'll definitely target him in rookie drafts if we're sitting at you know second round and, and the receivers are off the board, the running backs are off the board. I don't know where I have him ranked right now, but I, I can't imagine that it's number three. I guess it could be number three because this running back class is kind of iffy from the from number two on. Right, we know we're getting Bijan. We know we're going to get Jameer Gibbs one and two. Who are going to be the next running backs that fall? Tank Bigsby. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be receivers that I'd rather take over Tank Bigsby. I do like him, but I don't see him as a special back. But he does make the model, so we're going to see how he does at the combine. Evaluate him from there. See what his actual size is, his weight, his speed, all these good things. It'll give us a comparison of who he could be. But right now on tape. To me, he looks like an Aaron Jones type player, a Miles Sanders type player, which is good. It's good, right? You want him on your uh, dynasty team, but at what point do you spend the draft capital on him, right? And are you drafting at his ceiling? Uh, and when, when we talk about drafting a player at his ceiling, let's talk about Zach Charbonnet. I'm hearing so much stuff about Zach Charbonnet 
being this elite running back. He's on the model, right? Zach Charbonnet's on the model. <clears throat> but to me, he's not elite. He's not an elite running back. To me, he's probably capped at his speed. I think he's probably a 4-5 guy, 4-5-5. Uh, to me, it takes him a while to change direction. I don't think he has that, that subtleness, that quickness, change of direction. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have elite speed. He's a big guy, right? To me, he could be James Conner, right? Could he be James Conner? Yes, he could. Could he be Ramondre Stevenson? Absolutely, he could be those guys. I think that's actually who he is. But because of the hype around him, you're going to be taking him at his ceiling, right? The good, the thing about James Conner is he wasn't drafted high in, in fantasy. He had the same profile, but he fell in drafts, right? Ramondre Stevenson fell in drafts, right? The, the appeal to these running backs the James Conner and the Ramondre Stevenson is that you didn't have to spend high draft capital to get them. I think you're going to have to spend high draft capital to get Zach Charbonnet, but I think ultimately in the end, he is James Conner. He is Ramondre Stevenson. Okay. And now I guess in comparison, he's not the flashy Lamborghini, right? The Ferrari. Um, and in comparison, he could be better than some of these guys who look like a Lamborghini, right? He, Keandre, Keandre Miller looks like, you know, the Ferrari, right? Charbonnet could be better than that, right? Even though he's not flashy. So while I'm not saying he's not going to be a top three running back, top five running back in this class, he could be. But I may be trying to target ceilings much more than I'm targeting the floors. You know what I'm saying? So... To me, I think he's James Conner. To me, I think he's Ramondre Stevenson, which is good. But what's it going to cost to acquire him and put him on our, our roster, right? Combine's important for him, but I, I think he's going to be like a 4-5-5 guy. 4-6, you know, if he comes in at 4-4, I'll be very, very, very surprised. Um, and if he does, I'm going to have to change my process. But I don't think he's going to be that fast. Um, to me, he might be Jag, just a guy. Just a guy that a lot of people are hyping Right, he went to Michigan, transferred back to his hometown of California, I believe UCLA, played all four years. Right, the NFL didn't say, "Hey, man, come on out, we want you. Come on out, we're gonna we're gonna make you a star." Nah, they didn't pursue him with the money, the draft capital. Right, he went back to school. To me, he's a jag. We'll see what happens. All right, next guy, not in any type of order, Zach Evans. Zach Evans was potentially the number one running back coming out of high school with B. John Robinson, right? There are some off-the-field concerns about him. He was suspended for the high school state championship uh, by his high school team. Now, you should know how high schools are run, right? Those guys don't give a damn about any extracurricular stuff. Whatever you do, you just need to suit up for us so we can get that, that state title, right? Get the school some money. Figure it out. You're about to leave. You're about to go to college. Who gives a damn? This school suspended him for the state championship game. That's a big freaking deal in my opinion. So I don't know what he did, but he did something. Maybe he was flirting with the coach's wife. I don't know what he did, but he did something. They suspended his ass for the, the state championship. So to me, that's a big deal. Then he was supposed to go to Georgia, kind of under the radar with the Georgia 
Because he was suspended for the state title game, I guess Georgia got wind of what happened. They released him from his commitment, right? So that's another big deal. Ended up going to TCU, right? Keandre Miller was there. They were splitting time. I'm not sure why he left. The coach was fired. He decided to leave went to Ole Miss, right? Splitting time now with, with the young running back, Judkins, I think his name is. Um, but there's no doubt about it. When Zach Evans straps on that helmet and them shoulder pads, that boy is a freaking stud. He has everything that you want in an NFL running back. Elite everything, in my opinion. Speed, agility, vision, hands. I mean, maybe not elite hands, but elite some of these, but but the total package is an elite running back. Um, power, dude runs, he runs to run everybody over. It doesn't matter. If he can put it all together, if he could put it all together, no doubt about it. You know, you hate people saying, oh, well, you know, I'm going to rank him fifth. But if it all works out, he could be the best running back in this class, right? I'm not going to be that guy, right? Plant your flags. If I'm going to be in on Zach Evans, I'm going to be on Zach Evans. I'm not going to be like, well, he's my sixth running back, but he could be number one, right? I'm not going to do any of that. But I'm telling you right now, before the combine, when I watch Zach Evans, this dude has everything that you want in an NFL running back. Everything. Absolutely everything. But what's going to happen when he goes to the pros? Is he going to take it serious? There are concerns, right? I've read some things on the outside. There are concerns about his character, right? He went to Ole Miss. What's your boy's name? The coach for Ole Miss. Only was an NFL coach. He doesn't care about character concerns, right? He's just trying to get promoted He's trying to win in college. He doesn't give a damn about character issues. He's taking all the talent and then he'll figure it out once it gets there. So if Zach Evans does have character issues, we're not going to hear about it from Ole Miss. What we will find out is what NFL teams think about him because they're going to dig in and they're going to know exactly what's going on with him. So if he gets high draft capital, that means the NFL is okay with him. That means that they they the, the team that drafted him is absolutely okay with with his personality, his character. And if you hear about other teams that really wanted him, then those character concerns are overblown. However, if he falls in the draft, then we know that there are concerns about what's going on behind the scenes and you know, maybe he doesn't take it. Maybe he just uses his God give you know, his God given gifts of being a terrific athlete and can just do anything he needs on the field. Does he apply himself? Does he want to get better? Is he a good teammate, right? The thing that separates Bijan Robinson and Zach Evans is that everybody applauds Bijan Robinson's work ethic. They applaud his leadership skills. They applaud him as a teammate, right? You don't hear those things about Zach Evans, right? Those are the things that differentiates great talent from great players right so Bijan goes on to be a star and you know he puts the work ethic in he eats right he trains right he focuses on the NFL those can make him a star if Zach Evan comes in and he doesn't take care of those things that's why he could bust at the NFL level if he does take it serious and he does want to be an NFL star he could absolutely absolutely be a surprise of this class um not that we don't know he's good but you know, he, he is getting knocked down draft boards due to those character concern, potentially, potentially. All right, next up, let's just talk about Keandre Miller. All right, Keandre Miller 
A lot of people are hyping him. I'm not so excited about him, right? I, I see the things that people see, right? He's got decent speed. Uh, he's got decent vision. To me, he gets what's blocked for him, right? When I watch him on tape, he gets what's blocked for him. And then, you know, once he gets to the second level, he'll use that speed to outrun defenders. But if it's not blocked for him, you know, I don't know if he's got what it takes to be good at the NFL level, right? And again, he also reminds me he looks kind of like an Aaron Jones type player. You know, he can catch the ball in the backfield. He can make people miss. He's quick enough to get to the outside, which is important. But I don't really see, see all the hype that everyone's seeing that he's this great running back, okay? LaDainian Thomason went to TCU. He dominated, absolutely dominated. Heisman Trophy candidate. You know, that's what you need to do at those, you know, that, that comp, the lack of competition, right? The Big 12, there's not a lot of competition there. Right, so if Keandre Miller isn't completely dominating a man amongst boys, then I'm not quite sure it's going to translate, you know, to the NFL competition. Right, so right now I'm not excited about Keandre Miller. A lot of people are. You might be, and that's fine. We'll see what he does at the combine. I'll go back. I'll watch the film. I'll see if what happened at the combine I see on film helped me decide maybe a better you know, evaluation of what he might be and then ultimately find where I'm going to rank him in this class. But I can say right now, the day before the NFL draft or NFL combine, I'm not as high on Keandre Miller as I'm hearing a lot of people are. All right. Next up, Tajay Spears. Tajay Spears from Tulane. Tajay Spears makes the model and he is an electric back. He is very electric. Uh, Made some waves at the Senior Bowl. Uh, was was very um, very good there. Outstanding. You know, got a lot of good reports out of the uh, Senior Bowl of how well he did. Had a great season last year at Tulane. Over 1,100 yards. I think 20 something touchdowns. Maybe 19. I don't something like that. When we talk about a man amongst boys, it's not Tajay Spears, but it's the last running back that came out of Tulane, Matt Forte. Matt Forte came out of Tulane, I think, 2007, 2008. He was a man amongst boys when he was in college. I mean, he was a big old dude and just could outrun everybody, right? I think his last year at Tulane, he had over 2,000 yards rushing, 20-something touchdowns, um, 20 catches, I don't know, 250 receiving yards. I mean, just, just elite, elite production at those small schools right when you see those small schools and these players that are going to be nfl elite players they need to dominate at those smaller schools they don't know they don't need to just be good they need to dominate right because if you don't dominate the smaller schools you're not going to be successful or even dominate at the nfl level and and matt forte dominated at tulane i don't think tajay spears dominated at tulane i think he had like 1500 rushing 1500 rushing yards I think he had like 19 touchdowns which is pretty good um he's a good back he's fast he's a, he, you know he's electric he he's got great lateral quickness um good vision you know i like him he, he seems like a good running back um i don't know what type of hype he's gonna have what type of draft capital he's gonna have right he makes the model so we're definitely gonna consider him 
but how are we going to rank him compared to other running backs in this class? I'm not quite sure, but uh, he bakes the model, so we're definitely going to keep our eyes on him. All right, two more guys here. Looks like Israel Abankanda from Pittsburgh. Um, he reminds me of Jay Ajayi. Uh, fast, decently fast. Actually, I think he's actually faster than Ajayi. Um, decent running back. Ha, 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 good build, quickness, quick enough to get to the outside, quick enough to take it to the house. You know, I'll watch more film on him after the combine. I'll see what he runs, see see how he measures up. If he still makes the model, I'm definitely going to take it more serious. I know there's a lot of people that do like him. Um, I'm kind of indifferent on him right now. I don't have a opinion, a strong opinion on him quite yet. I'll see what he does at the NFL combine, and they'll go from there. All right. And then last guy we want to talk about is Devin A. Chain. All right. This is one of those boomer bust type prospects a lot of people are talking about. You know, when I watch him, right, he's a quick decision maker. I mean, like, like lightning quick. When, when, when a hole opens, he is quick to get there. He, he can see it so fast. He can get there. He gets where he needs to be. You know, there, there's some running backs or, or even yourself. When you're doing something, let's just say you're running, right, you know where you want to go, right? Your mind tells you, your mind says, get right there right now. So you know you need to get there, but your body's not as fast enough to get there, right? Your mind is quick, but your body is just not as fast, right? Devin A. Chain is uh, that's not the that's not the case. If his mind tells him to get there, his body's gonna be right right behind. I mean, he has track speed, track quickness. You know, if he makes a cut left, he is he is in that hole and he is gone. Um, I think he's fast. He's explosive. He's got good hands, the epitome of what you would call a playmaker. Uh, to me, when I see him, he reminds me of like a Tony Pollard type player. I don't know if he's a three down back or any of that stuff, but I think he's like a rotational back. He's going to have some really good games. Not quite sure what he's going to measure in at. He could be a little small, and, and that could be some red flags. But to me, I think a, a good example of him or, or, or a good comp of him right now when I watch film to me is Tony Pollard. Speed quickness hands they can move him around and and he could be you know a very good back uh probably a better version of tevin coleman i would say um when you watch him on tape but tevin coleman was very productive um in college i think he went to like indiana very productive in college and a chain is good but he's so fast you know they could put him on a kick return and just let him kind of you know get experience for a few years not quite sure but a lot of people have him high on the list this year um i'm kind of indifferent right now to me if i'm looking at this class i want Bijan, i want jameer gibbs i want zach evans then we might talk about tank bigsby um one guy that's not on the list here is sean tucker i know a lot of people like sean tucker um Dwayne McBride is not on here. A lot of people like Dwayne McBride, and I'm gonna I'm gonna look at him depending on where he gets drafted. When I watch Dwayne McBride, he reminds me of Joe Mixon, and I like that. But you know, he played at University of Alabama Birmingham, so the competition wasn't that great. You know, he's got some ball security issues. There are some things surrounding Dwayne McBride, uh, but I think the NFL really likes him, um, and he could be one of those players like David Johnson. Some of these, you know, running backs that come out of these, you know, smaller schools that have all the traits to be 
great NFL players. Maybe it's only for a year, two, three, right? Um, but Dwayne McBride is someone that I do want to keep my eye on as well. Again, he when I watch him, he kind of glides. He looks like Joe Mixon. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He could be a three-down back. He's big enough. He's got the production, um, but what does the NFL think about him? What does he do at the combine? If he comes to the combine and blows it up, we're definitely going to go back to the film room and look at him, uh, reevaluate, and see where we want to rank him. But that is the running backs that made the model. So let's talk about them again. In no particular order, right? These are the running backs that made the model Tank Bigsby, Zach Evans, Zach Charbonnet, Tajay Spears, Keandre Miller, Israel. Aben Nakanda, Devin A. Chain, Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs. That's in comparison to last year's Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Rashad White. The year before that, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne. The year before that, Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, A.J. Dillon. And the year before that, Joshua Jacobs, David Montgomery. So years past, they don't always have a large group of running backs. So this is a really large group of running backs compared to previous years. And again, the NFL combine could weed some of these guys out based on size, um, based on some of their drills. And we'll see after the combine, you'll start to see that I'm going to release more podcast, individual podcast about these players. So we'll get in depth about Bijan. We'll get in depth about Jameer Gibbs. We'll get in depth about some of these running backs, some of the wide receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends to help you get ready for your dynasty draft. Uh, but if you want behind the scenes, you can contact me anytime, you know, any of that, uh, that more hands-on stuff, the discord, check out my Patreon, patreon.com backslash roto lounge. Love to have you part of the community, part of the lounge gang. Uh, so we can talk fantasy, drink whiskey, do all types of stuff, have a good time, but I enjoy it. I'm glad if you've stayed this long, I'm, I appreciate you listening to my to me ramble and, and, and drink my whiskey and um, talk about fantasy football because I do enjoy it. And uh, I appreciate you guys sticking around and listening and girls and anyone that's listening, leave a review, subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, I'll do more of these after the combine and we have a clear picture of what we're working with here and uh, get you ready for your dynasty draft so that we can crush 2023 and bring a title home and hang it on the shelf so for this 1792 foolproof banana bomb caramel brown sugar heat love it absolutely love it this has been your boy brad starks at the roto lounge till next time cheers